Hey everybody, on today's episode, I have Will Shido, the Business Development Manager for RentWorks in San Antonio. We're gonna be having a great conversation with a couple fun war stories. Gotta listen in. Welcome to the Invest in San Antonio podcast, hosted by Brad Larson, real estate broker and founder of RentWorks Property Management in Military City, USA. San Antonio, Texas is one of the greatest places on earth to work, live, and raise a family. It's one of the fastest growing areas in the country. So together, let's take advantage of the rock solid economy along with the strong housing market. In this podcast, we'll interview some fantastic guests with conversations highlighting some of the best parts of the local real estate market and the people that make it great as we invest in San Antonio. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Invest in San Antonio podcast. This is a podcast specifically talking about the San Antonio and Austin market in the property management world from RentWorks and how we see things going on. So it's a great informational podcast out there about the state of the market in the San Antonio and Austin regions, along with some of the, the fun challenges that go along with property management. Now, today's guest, I'm bringing on Will Shido. He is the business development manager out of the San Antonio office of RentWorks. He's been with the company going on a full year now, and he's been absolutely killing it in helping build up the RentWorks San Antonio faction, he does all of our business development sales, meaning he talks to owners that want to hire RentWorks and walks them through all of the ins and outs of working with a property management company and what that entails. So I'd like to give Will the floor a little bit to have him introduce himself, and then we can go from there. Will, how are you doing today? Hey, doing good, Brad. Thanks for having me. Good. You're good. Yeah, you're looking good, man. I'm, I'm jealous you got the cool hairdo going on. Thanks. You know, it's just, I get so mad because I you know, here I am, the beautiful bald head, but uh, it's just not as cool looking as what you got going on, brother. Yeah, I'd like you to tell my wife that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Hey, be, be proud of what you got, man. Yeah. So go over what you've been doing here with us and kind of your role with the company. Yeah, so I'm the business development manager. Um, I'm the one. I'm the one that meets with the owners initially at the property that they could potentially uh, be wanting to lease out, whether that be an out-of-state investor, somebody deploying. Um, I'm also the one uh, creating partnerships with uh, brokerages or realtors around the state um, for their out-of-state investors. You know, sometimes I can. Uh, go out and help pick up uh, keys for, you know, new, new, new builds from people, help them get that listed, do some of those things. Uh, meeting with them and putting houses in the inventory is my number one priority, retaining clients, creating clients, um, and, you know, things along that, those lines. Yeah, good stuff. Because I want to just kind of set the tone for this conversation because you have the, your pulse on the sales and the rental market as good as anybody, because you're talking about it daily, daily, daily. And as we've always said on the podcast in several places is property management is the epicenter of the real estate world. You have sales on the left, you have construction, you have, you know, people outgoing sales, you have all the stuff going on and property management fits right in the middle. So you see everything. A lot of times folks are coming to you and just saying, uh, I don't know if I want to sell. I don't know if I want to rent. Uh, so I'm just, I'm exploring options. Now, what we have seen, and you'll you'll attest to this, when you first came on and and last twenty twenty two, uh, you came on in late twenty one, the sales market was unbelievably stupid hot, right? Yeah, sure and it, it continued for the first really the last the first half of twenty twenty two. It really started to to continue, and now we've seen a cooling off. So here we are in mid to late September of twenty two, 
and it started to cool off. Everyone's talking about a recession. We have inflation numbers that are through the roof. And so now we're seeing a bit of a cooling and it's, it's, it's become a situation to where people can't sell or they don't want to sell. And so that's always a concern um, because we like to give people options. You know, we have a, a saying in the office, the first order of, of business is to get the business. And the second order is to retain the business, meaning we offer them a, a great exceptional service. So what have you seen so far in the in the sales market? You've kind of come full circle with the hot market to a cool market. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I've, I've seen definitely seen uh, a lot of the less less of the owners or potential landlords I'm speaking with are really, uh, you know, considering selling because it is cooling off, which has led to a lot of people looking for the next option, which would be obviously renting it out. Um, and, you know, it has allowed some of the, you know, people to get a little bit more for the house as well. I'm seeing a, a big discrepancy or not discre a positive discrepancy between what like a fair market estimate is compared to like a, uh, what the actual transactions are. It's the last couple weeks, maybe a month, there's about a hundred dollar difference in, in, in the positive for that owner as well. Yeah, that's one of the things I want to touch on. I'm glad you brought it up because uh, the, one of the challenges right now is the rental market is so hot that <clears throat> we're having a tough time potentially accurately pricing the homes for rent. Now, you guys do a great job with your competitive market analysis and you're looking at the numbers, you're seeing what's out there in the multiple listing service, but sometimes the owners are coming to you and say, yeah, well, I know you said the home is going to rent for $1,800, but I want $2,500. And it causes that, that, okay, well, I don't know if we can really get that. Uh, we want your business, but we're not quite sure if it's going to rent that high. I mean, what are your things? What are your thoughts on that particular? Um, well, a lot of times I just got to, I try to really level with them. A lot of it's just leveling with them where it's like, Hey, I totally understand you want, you want to get the money that you want to get. I, you, I get it. However, you also need to be realistic. So, you know, what I've been telling people is, hey, list it for what you want within reason right now, and then adjust it within 10 days. You'll know if it's overpriced within 10 days. That's what I've been telling people. I have been actually, that's not necessarily something I dealt with early in the year. I would say the last eight weeks, a lot of people have been trying to overprice it because they kind of can see what's happening. Um, but yeah, they, you just got to talk them down a little bit to where it needs to be and um, understand that they are always going to have a chance to get that on the next one around with the renewal or with a new tenant on the, on the, on the, on the rebound, basically. Yeah, possibly, because the ramifications of overpricing are numerous. Number yeah. one, if a, if a vacant home is just sitting there vacant, moving ready, not collecting any sort of rent, it's costing that owner hundreds, potentially thousands of, uh, and you know, they're, they're losing a hundred bucks a day to try and gain a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. And so the, the ratio of what they're trying to gain is pretty minimal. And I, I like your advice of, Hey, you know, you can stick to our 21 day rental guarantee. Uh, here's the design of that. Uh, we can price it for whatever you want at the first 10 days, you know, within reason, of course, but got to be prepared for an adjustment right away. You cannot sit on a vacant home 90 days waiting for a crazy price that you think you can get because somebody down the street, you know, got something similar or you saw it on HGTV and you think yeah. you can now overprice the home. So it's a challenge for you in that, that business development side. And we try to do a very good job with what we do and the most tedious part the the trickiest part is the handoff and so i want you to comment on that because as soon as you sign somebody up okay we have a price in mind okay now we hand it to the 
production team, with a management team. And they're, of course, going to reprice it or look at it to make sure it makes sense uh, because they have to talk to that owner on a daily basis. Talk us through the hand, hand excuse me, talk us through the handoff a little bit. Yeah, so a lot of our handoffs done through our CRM program that we use, um, and we create a lot of those notes. So I'm leaving detailed notes, you know. Um, this individual wants this amount. Maybe in a good, you know, at a good time they possibly could, but it's probably more realistic to hear, so be prepared for that conversation. So a lot of the handoff um, is prepping the operations department or the production department, management department to um understand that they're going to have to have potentially a difficult conversation with an owner because obviously every owner wants to get a certain amount of money but they also need to be realistic and then sometimes you have to have a conversation and let owners know unfortunately you know this they want to get a certain amount and sometimes people just make bad investments too and that's not necessarily the operation operations fault it's just they didn't maybe didn't think through how it was going to go. Most of them, if need be, will opt into the 21-day guarantee and it ends up getting leased anyways. But they do, you know, prepping the operations department that they're going to have to have that conversation really helps a lot with that handoff for sure. Yeah, our two lead property managers, they're fantastic. Our, actually, all, all of them, the three of them, one in Austin, two here, uh, they're fantastic at doing comps. So they they really try to nail it down and they speak with the owner directly on that. And as you mentioned, sometimes they make a bad investment. The owners might uh, listen to a real estate agent who is telling them, yeah, buy that home for 200000 and it's going to rent for 4000 a month. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they listen to that bad advice and then they bring it to you. Yeah, Will, well, my real estate agent that sold me this home, uh, they said I could get 4000 a month. And you look at them like they've got something grown out of their forehead yeah. and say, you're not going to get 4000 a month. You'll be lucky to get 1500 a month. Whoa, yeah. that's not what my real estate agent told me. And sometimes they do make bad investments and yeah. you get a few rookie investors that that will that will happen to. But you also work with some really good full time and high level investors. Maybe give me a couple minutes on that. So the the high like in regards to them trying to overprice it. Well, we have institutional buyers that are buying up things. We have uh, individual landlords that we work with that have multiple properties. And yeah. so it's, it's uh, you get some pretty savvy investors that really look into the, neat, the, they look into the numbers like it's a business, like it is an actual, uh, they're like flying to the moon. You know what I mean? They have so many uh, numbers they're looking through to make those solid investments. And they come to you and say, well, I'm getting ready to buy 10 more. I'm getting ready to buy five more. Oh, yeah. uh, how's this going to work? And so, you know, you, we do have that multiple property owner pricing. And so you should comment on that. What do you think? Yeah, the if it makes it, the multiple property pricing is a no brainer because if somebody's listing a property for a thousand dollars or more, it's just dollars and cents. It doesn't make any sense to do anything else. Um, but you know, sometimes you have to level with them too. For instance, I had I had an e got an email from an investor yesterday. I've been working with him for I don't know a couple months now. He's been looking at this um, these ten units. Um, the ten units all are all together. But he was like, I may pull out during the, I'm going to have an engineer go out there. There might be some, you know, some uh, foundation issues. So then he went back and he got, took his quotes from his foundations, factored that in. He was like, even if I get the top dollar for this, I'm not going to be able to. So he can't, you know, he's not working with that. Now he's going to go look at some single family homes in that area, which may not need as much work. Um, and he's got some other properties with us as well. Um, but yeah, being able to work the dollars and cents in there, they understand at the exact price point when I'm talking to them. The first time I talked to him, he knew, hey, these are two, three bedroom, two bath. This is the number I'm going to get. I'm looking to get, you know, nine, 90 cents a square foot to maybe, a, you know, a dollar. 
10, give or take, depending on the area, that could be realistic. And depending on the area, it could be not. But a lot of the out-of-state investors already have that down pat by the time that they've decided to pick up the phone and call me. Yeah, great comments. And, and that's a part of what the phenomena we've seen the last few years with the big thing called Bigger Pockets, right? Yeah. Uh, the website, it's called Bigger Pockets, and investors really like to go in there and get educated. And Bigger Pockets does a great job. They have some calculators in there. They have education in there to teach people how to invest in real estate. And that has, you know, 20 different options or 50 different options of what you can invest in from single family, multifamily syndications, mobile home parks. Uh, it just, it goes on and on. I mean, then you start talking about the financing options, right? It just gets really, it gets really fun. So you've been engaging with some folks on bigger pockets and they tend to come to you with a bit more of an education than the reluctant landlord would. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, the the people, you know, the, the people from bigger pockets on an investment level as well as a partnership with their agents or with through agents is, you know, it's a great source of things that we can use. So for instance, um, you know, I've had three or four investors come through our services from the same agent who is one of those agents that helps educate first-time investors. So they're kind of helping through bigger pockets only am I meeting and talking and speaking with the investor. They've also introduced me, three of them have introduced me to the same agent. It's kind of worked a circle and they've all bought multiple or multifamily units here in, here in the area. And they were also had realistic expectations set by their, a true agent that works with investors. But most of those people are getting a lot of their information from the bigger pockets as well. Um, with some of the forums, you know, uh, there's a lot that have been running for two or three years where people are continuing to comment on there, you know, hey, um, where do I go to look for good property manager? Where's the best ROI in whatever whatever city they're talking about, you know, in the Austin, San Antonio area. Um, and a lot of them are getting that info, getting not only a formal education through, you know, other stuff they're doing, but they're getting an education from people in the area that are giving them what they need to be doing to be successful. Um, and, I, and, I, and I honestly believe that's what brings them to us because they know, you know, that's going to help them be successful with a strong property management team. Yep. On One of the property management challenges that we see, I want you to, to, to comment on after this, as it's more of a statement and then we can discuss it, but the biggest thing that trips up newer investors is the property code stuff, right? And, and you're like, oh yeah, absolutely. Because reluctant landlords, accidental landlords, or first-time investors, uh, they, they have heard about this Texas property code thing, but then they don't realize that, yeah, it can get kind of pricey when you yeah. have to put dead deadbolts on five doors. You have to install three or four or five smoke detectors. You have to uh, do all these different things, peepholes and all the stuff that we have to do for, for property code stuff. It does sneak up on a lot of investors. So how have you tackled that challenge in dealing with some of these new investors on a daily basis when we talk about the property code? Definitely. Um, Rentworks has a really cool... Um, system we work with with the with the way we use the the, the locks and they're able to get the, the rekeying free in between each tenant so a lot of that stuff can be put to bed when it's like yeah you do have to spend a little money up front but it's the same thing to make money anywhere you got to put a little money into it um, but it's going to be free from each tenant in going on that way there's no locksmith that needs to be dispatched those types of things um but you just gotta let them know hey to get this rent ready to where you're going to be able to either a keep the current tenant in with some of our renewal systems we have available or b um, always have it available and not having to mess with it in between each tenant is going to keep 
you know, although it's upfront, it's an upfront expense that you'll make your money back exponentially on the back end by saving money. Yeah, yeah, great explanation because uh, we, our sister company called Manager Services, they go out and install a core lock onto that door. And so in between the tenancies to change the locks to meet the Texas property code, it is a 30 second job. It's just yeah. like, boop, 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 and the lock is changed and, and all the keys are changed and it's all legal and it's a fantastic operation. So it's, it's, it's a really cool system that we have built into it to eventually save the owner's money. It also that, saves them time because they don't have to wait for a locksmith to get dispatched the day it's vacant, we can put new locks on it. Yeah, that's the best part because we own that that sister company, Manager Services, with one, two, three technicians, depending on the time of year, you know, and, and that fluctuates because obviously the summer's busier. Uh, we can dispatch that technician right away and they can do their initial walkthrough with the tenant moving in and change the locks right in front of them, which is a feature I think that we've uh, honed in on because if you're a new tenant moving in, and our intent here, it, I mean, let's let's be clear about that. Our intent is to get the tenants settled in so they're happy right from the beginning and so it is a little bit of a heavy uh uh, experience to where we want to make sure they're moving in correctly we make sure they're they're settled in uh there's lots of back and forth contact just to make sure there might be a maintenance request here or there to to get them settled in but once they're settled in we found that they're much better to deal with and that increases renewals so again where am i going with that okay owners out there might be thinking well i'm not that concerned with the you know, comfort of the tenants necessarily. Uh, I just want the dollars and cents, but where it really pays off for them is if we can set that nice expectation and that good relationship up front with the tenant, they're going to renew and renewals equal happy owners because no owner wants a rollover. They want that tenant to stay for years and years and years. And that's why they hire a good property manager like us. So speaking of that, I'm going to segue straight into a fun conversation. You might have a story or two for this. This is the war story time, as they say. Uh, I'm going to lead it off with, uh, we've seen some management situations in this market, and we've taken over management from other property management companies. And so one of the stories that sticks in my mind, this is from you know years ago, where we had very steady increase of rent every year, nothing crazy to where rent doubled overnight. But let's say rental increases went from you know 50 to $100 a year on average. Well, one property management company in town, they had basically just put that home on autopilot and it kept auto renewing year over year over year. And so after five years of renewals where the property management company, I don't even know if they did an inspection, but they just automatically renewed that tenant with a one page form and they never increased the rent, right? Never increased the rent. So when they came to us and said, you know, uh, we're thinking about potentially switching property management companies. We're looking at your system. What do you think you can get for our home? And the value was literally $500 more than what they were getting. And so they were losing all of that per month because the property management company that they were working with did not have a system in place where they would automatically increase the rents like RentWorks does. So we have specific annual, uh, triggered increases every year and of course the owner can say you know what leave the rent the same that's fine that's that's totally the owner's call but without instructions we automatically increase the rent to go along with the market because guess what the property taxes go up the insurance goes up and so we took over that home from that property management company and the owner was elated because 
it was during a rollover. And so I think the number was like, they went from like 1400 to like 2000 rent. It was something wow. crazy high. I mean, right. imagine how ticked off that owner really could have been. They lost thousands of dollars of income because the property manager just put it on autopilot and didn't pay attention. They just took the easy button and kept renewing them year over year over year. Now, I, I know you got a couple that have come to mind as we're sitting here. Uh, I want to hear maybe one or two of your war stories. Yeah, so I'll start with one. This one is uh, probably the most unique one. So a few months ago, I had somebody call me. He lived in California. He was like, hey, I've got this property. I think there's a tenant in it. Um, and unfortunately, it was uh, the worst or worst nightmare, um, a re like a brokerage that does PM stuff on the side, like mostly realtors. Are, their main goal is um, obviously selling. So yeah, it was a real, I call that. Uh, yeah. I hate to interrupt you. I call that the most dangerous animal in the world is the real estate agent who wants to become a property manager as far as they just lease out the homes because yeah. they're putting a contract in place that will literally last decades, right? There's no end to that contract and they don't have the clue, the first clue of how to write a lease agreement or supervise it or put a you know a screen tenant. And it's just an awful deal. I think it should be outlawed. Uh, they charge way too much for that service. Definitely. They turn it over to the owner and the owner gets screwed big time on that. So I never recommend that to just hire some real estate agent who wants to lease out their home. And how do they screen? I don't know. They just, they just liked them, you know, yeah, or oh, I don't like them. Yeah. They just put somebody in there with, with uh, uh, bad intention. So I totally derailed your story. Please continue. No, it's, and, and it's funny that you bring that up. As you were talking, I was going through my head, all the ones that popped up. They're actually every single horror story has been a realtor doing it on the side. But anyways, this particular story, individual calls me. He goes, uh, you know, I've had a tenant in there for X amount. I want to say it was like four or five years, right? He lived in California. He came here for closing, uh, like I said, about four, half a decade ago. Um, had it locked in a rent with this guy. The realtor in them, um, he said was it was a great experience for like three and a half years or what he felt like was a great experience for three and a half years. Then it was kind of rocky, kind of having to follow up, hey, where's my rent? Where's my rent? So I, I dug a little bit, asked some discovery questions. Turns out he didn't even have a property management agreement in place. It was just like a verbal contract. And the guy had been sending what he, what they had agreed on was the rent and taking his amount. If I remember correctly, they were charging 900 bucks and the guy was sending them, oh, I don't know. 750 or something or 850 or something. Um, and I looked, I went and found the property on the MLS and I see that that was an incredibly long time ago. And I was like, have you guys never raised the rent? He's like, I've gotten, never got any documents from this guy ever. He goes, I think there's some tenants in there. So I drove by, saw there were some tenants. I went to knock, you know, after the, after he had signed up with us to, you know, kind of sit, help him out. Um, as I continued to dig, Turned out maybe the last nine months, the guy had sent him no money whatsoever. Uh, there were there was a lease somewhere floating around, but the owner didn't have a copy of it, only this realtor and the tenant. Um, so I go and I, after he signs up, I go and knock and I'm like, okay, no, nobody's there. It looks like someone's living there. Um, so I go and I look and I'm looking at also, also all the houses around there and they can go, like you mentioned in some of your the story you're talking about, they can go for like 13, 50, 1400. And so I call them back and I go, this guy's never talked about raising the rent or anything. He said no. So I made a note of it. When we finally got in contact with the tenants, he had been telling the tenants that the rent went up, but never mentioned it to the owner and was pocketing the difference between the original lease agreement and the rate, the raised rent. He was pocketing it. So obviously we get wind of that. The operations department get wind of it. Um, 
he dodges everything. We try to find him on LinkedIn. We try to find the, the go to his broker. We call everybody, and there's he's just non-existent. So we had to go through our ran, our landlord rescue program, um, and it turns out that the tenants actually wanted a new lease. They felt like they were they were exposed liable as well. They were wanted something on the books that they were supposed to live there. And when we finally got in contact with them, they were like, wow, thank God somebody's got with us. We would love to sign a new lease. So we know we're allowed to be here. We can't be removed. Like we want, they wanted to be on the up and up. So not only was it hurting things on the front end with the tenants or the back end with owners, the tenants also were, were suffering because of poor property management. Yeah, that's a, that's a, all too common war story that I hear quite a bit. The twist of flat extortion from the uh, so-called real estate agent. Now, that's just maddening. You know, I, I hope that person's out of the business at this point. And I feel, I feel it's unfortunate. I feel bad for the owner and I kind of feel bad for the tenants. They probably have been trying to make repairs or do the things in the right and they just haven't been able to, 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 to get that done. I mean, you need a solid lease agreement. You need a solid lease to potentially get a, a home loan if you want to buy a home. To register your kids in school, you have to have a solid lease agreement. And so those things are important. And, uh, man, that's so unfortunate. So so tell me the end story. Were we able to get in touch with the tenant and put them on a yeah, good lease? They renewed, they renewed for a new year. We got them at a new rent. And the owner's happy. Tenants are happy. Life's good. Their operations department really knocked that one out of the park for sure. Wow, that's that's a great story. Uh, very unfortunate for that investor. I'm glad that worked out for everybody. And again, that illustrates the point of the real estate agents are the most dangerous animal on the face of the earth right now. And when it comes to leasing, uh, I wish the state of Texas would shut that down and just you know make people to uh, have some sort of property management license or property management designation before they could do something like that. Yeah, um, it's more it's helpful. dangerous enough. They consummate sales right with a you know, the little experience that they need to do that. But that's the state of the world we live in. Definitely. Well, Will, I wanted to let you know, hey, man, this has been a fantastic episode. I love the the back and forth. Uh, and I really appreciate your time here. So I would encourage everybody, if you're interested in property management services through RentWorks, either in San Antonio and Austin, you know, reach out to Will, reach out to our business development team. You can get a free quote for what your home can rent for. Uh, and we can walk you through exactly what we're seeing in the market now and talk you through the services that we offer. Uh, we have over 900 plus owners. We manage over a thousand plus homes, single family homes in the region. And so we are the experts and growing. And so we look forward to to being able to potentially work with you in the future. Will, appreciate you coming on my man. Thanks, and uh, we'll, see, we'll see you around the office soon, okay? We'll talk yeah. soon. Have a good one, take it easy. All right.